Would you like to retire with enough? My name is Peter Guidry, and I am the host of the Retiring with Enough podcast. Would you like to retire with enough? My name is Peter Guidry, and I am the host of the Retiring with Enough podcast. In my last podcast, we gave a general overview of annuities and annuity types. If you haven't listened to that podcast, it's entitled Financial Peace of Mind, Exploring Annuities for Security. Today's podcast is going to discuss the hidden dangers in annuities. Why would I say that? Well, annuities have recently been touted as an integral part of every person's comprehensive retirement planning. But annuities are not 100% guaranteed, and they're not without fault and danger. So let's take a look at the hidden dangers of annuities. In its essence, an annuity is a contract between an individual and an insurance company. The investor contributes a sum of money, either all up front or in payments over time, and the insurer promises to pay them a regular stream of income in return. The biggest advantage of annuities is that they provide an ongoing stream of income for either a specified period of time or for the lifetime of the policyholder. The biggest disadvantages of annuities are that they are insurance products. They're not FDIC insured. They have high commissions, high fees, high surrender charges, and have distributions that are at least partly taxable. But these are not the only dangers associated with investing in annuities. And I'll get to that in just a minute. For people who are retired or approaching retirement, income needs and income generation in retirement take center stage. Retirement income can be generated from many different sources, but few income sources are steady and ongoing. Probably the most common and the one that people are most familiar with is Social Security. Annuities have taken center stage recently as an alternative steady source of retirement income. I guess now would be a good time to say that experts in the financial planning community have touted two huge advantages associated with annuity ownership and one huge disadvantage. Over the last few years, I've changed my opinion several times, and I can certainly see the advantages and the allure of annuities. Experts agree that the security of the guaranteed fixed income stream an annuity provides allows the annuity owner to spend more freely. Because you've invested money in this annuity, your pot gets filled up every month. Your annuity provides that constant, steady stream of income, and you don't really have to worry about what your portfolio is doing, if the market's up, if the market's down, that check's going to come into your bank account every month. So experts say that because of the security of that check that arrives every month, then it allows you to spend more freely. The second big advantage of annuity ownership is because you're getting that check every month and, and it's guaranteed, then the rest of your portfolio is not needed for current income and it can be invested a lot more aggressively. What this could mean potentially is that at the end of your life, you could actually have a greater terminal portfolio value because you're investing the portfolio much more aggressively and you're unconcerned about short-term results 
only the terminal value of the portfolio. This could mean that you could actually end up with a larger portfolio to transfer to your heirs at the time of your death. And one of the big disadvantages is that that income stream is now irrevocably tied to the success and solvency of an insurance company. And of course, we'll discuss that a little bit more. I really hate the idea of irrevocably surrendering a large chunk of my portfolio to an insurance company, but I definitely love the idea of that secure and constant income stream. In the last podcast, I also spoke about the idea that annuity purchases would be most relevant to pre-retirees who would be classified as constrained. Pre-retirees and retirees can loosely be classified as underfunded, constrained, or overfunded. Those who are termed underfunded don't have funds available to allow for the purchase of an annuity. Funds are too tight to allocate a significant portion of those available assets to an annuity purchase when those same funds may be needed for basic living expenses. Those who are termed overfunded are at the other end of the net worth spectrum. This group has excess funds available, so annuities are really not needed to fund a lifestyle because income is derived from assets and, in most cases, annuities are considered unnecessary. But those who are termed constrained are right in the middle and they have the hardest decision to make. They're in that gray zone of uncertainty as to whether they should retain all of their limited assets or take a portion of those limited assets and move them to the certainty of an annuity by giving away a large portion of the funds that they may need. Either way, Their path is fraught with concern because the money used to purchase an annuity is no longer available for basic living expenses. Money's tight for this group with no room for error. These conditions make for hard choices. They have limited dollars and are those limited resources best positioned in an annuity? And even more importantly, are annuities safe? Are they guaranteed? And is their income protected from inflation? Security of assets should be and is the biggest concern for retirees. Retirees don't have adequate time to rebuild an asset base if disastrous financial losses occur. The safety and preservation of assets is and should be a critical consideration in any major retirement investment. Annuities are secured by the full faith and credit of the issuing insurance company, but annuities are not government-guaranteed in the same manner as CDs and Treasury securities. This means that major problems can occur if the issuing insurance company experiences financial distress or insolvency. But is this a normal or commonplace occurrence? Not really. The majority of annuity issuers are financially healthy and can adequately service their policyholders' contracts. Also, each of the states in the United States has an insurance guarantee commission that provides insurance in the event of insurance company default. But the level of this insurance coverage varies by each state. In 2022, there were 5,000 929 insurance companies across the United States. Out of this number, 
only six insurers declared bankruptcy in 2022. All six of the companies were located in Florida, and all six were property casualty insurers. It would make sense that these property casualty insurers would go bankrupt in the state most heavily damaged by hurricanes in 2022. And these bankruptcies represent approximately 0.1% of the total insurance industry. The very low incidence of bankruptcies, along with the added guarantee insurance provided at the state level, seems to substantiate the safety of annuity investments. But are annuities protected from inflation? A bigger concern for retirees or pre-retirees considering annuities should be the long-term effects of inflation on annuity products. The two main types of annuities are a level or fixed income annuity or an increasing or variable annuity. Policy owners may collect their retirement income through annuitization or a lifetime income rider and will have a choice of either receiving a level income or an increasing income option. There are level or fixed income annuities which provide a set and stable income for life, but this annuity type is most susceptible to the effects of inflation. Inflation decreases the purchasing power of payments that remain fixed for the remainder of the policyholder's life. For example, an annual inflation rate of 5%, which is where we are right now in 2023, will reduce the purchasing power of $1,000 to $950 annually. This means that $1,000 this year will only purchase $950 worth of goods next year. Each year, the purchasing power of the original $1,000 will be reduced by the inflation rate for that year. Let's look at another stark example of the effects of inflation. And in this particular case, we're going to use a 6% annual inflation rate. So this person starts out at age 65 with a $48,000 annual annuity payout. Their living expenses are $36,000, which leaves that particular person a $12,000 surplus at age 65. If we go to age 67, their $48,000 payout has remained the same but inflation has caused their living expenses to go up from $36,000 to $40,450. Now, their $12,000 surplus has dropped to $7,550. At age 69, they still have the same $48,000 payout, but now their living expenses have gone up to $45,449, which leaves a $2,500 surplus. But at age 70, that surplus is gone. They're still receiving their $48,000 annual payout, but now with that annual 6% inflation rate, their living expenses are $48,176. And now, instead of having a surplus, this particular person is faced with a $176 deficit in purchasing power. And from there, it only gets worse. If the person lives to 75, 
They're still receiving their $48,000 annual payout, but now inflation has caused their annual expenses to rise to $64,471, which means they have a $16,471 deficit. This is the big problem every retiree faces with a level fixed payment that occurs with level or fixed income annuities. The retirement planning industry has stressed this safety first planning of using annuities because it attempts to shift or diversify more risk from retirees to the insurance company by using this guaranteed lifetime income annuity. Insurance companies can make the promise of a stable lifetime income because they know that some of their retirees will live longer than average and some are going to die at an earlier age. Risk pooling allows an averaging of these numbers by the insurance company that individual retirees cannot do for themselves. Retirees using this safety-first approach seek the safety and stability of a defined period or lifetime income. Purchasers of traditional fixed-income annuities are currently experiencing the detrimental effects of inflation on the purchasing power of their income. The problem for these retirees is that annuities generally have penalties and redemption charges for policyholders who choose to redeem or dissolve policies early. Policyholders have to hope that inflation mediates to a more normal level to preserve as much spending power as possible as inflation continues to erode current purchasing power. It's been said before that hope is not a plan. Is there a better way to secure a steady stream of income with inflation protection included? Insurance companies providing annuities have created new classes of annuities with inflation-fighting capabilities. These annuities are termed increasing income or inflation-protected annuities. This annuity type guarantees a real rate of return that matches or exceeds the rate of inflation. According to the U.S. SEC, the real rate is the true economic benefit offered by an investment after taking into account taxes and inflation. On a pre-tax basis, the real rate of return is expressed as follows. The real rate of return equals the stated rate of return minus the rate of inflation. The first of this type is a fixed indexed annuity, which provides options for a level income, an increasing income, or inflation-adjusting income. This annuity type may have an income rider as an add-on benefit. A level income rider guarantees that the recipient's income will stay the same each year. An increasing income rider provides the opportunity for the recipient's income to grow each year. The actual increase, if any, varies according to the fixed index annuity's underlying index, such as the S&P 500 index. An inflation-adjusting income rider ensures that the income will attempt to keep up with inflation based on certain indices such as the Consumer Price Index, the CPI. But fixed-indexed annuities 
do not directly participate in the underlying index that it tracks. Fixed indexed annuities provide interest based on the performance of the linked index. This annuity type also promises to pay a minimum guaranteed rate of interest and the value of the annuity will not drop below a guaranteed minimum. So the pros of the fixed index type of annuity are tax-deferred growth, may not have annual contribution limits, guaranteed death benefits for the beneficiaries, no penalties for mandatory distributions after the age 70 and a half. By annuitizing, you can receive guaranteed income for life. And like other annuities, they may help to avoid probate. The cons of fixed index annuities are the, the podcast, amount credited to your account Please feel free to leave a review. In such and if you a want to partake in an online conversation, fully be sure to search for the retiring the with enough increase group on in Facebook. the underlying Thanks. index. Annuity rules and features are complex. The information and opinions Earnings contained are on taxed this podcast at the ordinary income tax rate when withdrawn. Early withdrawals before age 59 and a half are generally subject to a 10% penalty. Enough does not and the fees are numerous or and complex. Any the second major type of inflation-fighting annuities are called variable annuities. Variable annuities offer the greatest level of growth potential among annuities, but they also have the most Exposure to making to financial risk. decisions. Variable the information and opinions are usually not be high fee as and high expense. And does not consider so the economic the pros of the variable annuities are they offer the greatest potential growth. Offer to buy Payouts are normally securities. deferred. They can be invested through tax advantage retirement plans and they can be beneficial in retirement planning and can provide financial benefits to beneficiaries. And the cons of variable annuities are, because variable annuity payouts are usually deferred, the money is not available early in the contract. Performance is more closely tied to the underlying index type. Variable annuities have numerous, high, and confusing fee types. Variable annuities generally offer many sub-accounts and are usually very complex and are generally hard to understand. Variable annuities are most suited to people more than a decade away from retirement. Inflation is a huge problem, and moderate inflation is a part of normal economic health. But rapidly rising interest rates and associated inflation can destabilize an economy and decrease purchasing power. This risk is greatest for retirees on a fixed income. Runaway inflation and cost of living increases can destroy a carefully planned retirement. I'm not a huge fan of annuities, but as I said, I've kind of flip-flopped over the years and I've actually warmed up to annuities a bit. Annuities can provide a steady stream of income and they do have the potential to keep pace with inflation. Inflation-adjusted annuities offer protection against inflation with income guarantees and built-in cost-of-living adjustments. However, these income streams come with higher-than-normal fees and complex, hard-to-read contracts. And now some final thoughts. Annuities have the potential to provide a fixed stream of income for the lifetime of a retiree. Annuities are generally secure and defaults are rare. Level income annuities are the simplest type of annuity contract but may not provide inflation protection over long periods.
fixed indexed annuities and variable annuities can protect against long-term inflation. These benefits are normally associated with complex contracts, numerous and higher than normal fees, and numerous sub-accounts that make these contracts hard to understand. Professional guidance in purchasing annuities is always recommended. Are annuities secure? Generally, I would say yes, based on their historical performance and failure rate. Can annuities offer inflation protection? Yes, we just discussed that. And again, generally, I think they do a pretty decent job of inflation protection, but they also are very complex, very hard to understand, and normally have high fees. Is an annuity right for you? Well, if you're in the constrained group, which means that you have enough funds but not overfunded, then annuities are definitely a consideration. In my next podcast, we'll be discussing money and investment and investing trends from the past to the present. And as always, thanks for listening. If you're enjoying the podcast, please feel free to leave a review. And if you want to partake in an online conversation, be sure to search for the Retiring with Enough group on Facebook. Thanks. The information and opinions contained on this podcast are for general education and are considered general communications. Information on the podcast was obtained from various sources and retiring with enough does not guarantee the accuracy or completeness of any information presented. Retiring with enough strongly recommends that you perform your own independent research and or speak with a qualified investment professional, legal advisor, or tax professional before making any financial decisions. The information and opinions expressed should not be construed as financial planning and does not consider the economic status or risk profile of any specific person, nor does it constitute an